0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, February 6th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the bare bones of Web3, Episode 17, with special guest, Tendermint Timmy from Spark IBC. Let's take a listen.
1: Good morning. The date is February 6 2023. Welcome to bare bones in web three episode 17 with your host Saberstein EJ the founder and B bands. It's your weekly dose of web three news opinions, market analysis and updates. This show is sponsored by space Kelly's. Please see the links above for more information. This show is for entertainment information only entertainment don't be silly this is not financial advice none of the topics discussed should be taken as such if you are interested in these topics please do your own research this week we'll be joined by special guest tindermint timmy of spark ibc and he is also um, in the marketing at umi so we'll get to chat with him in a little bit about that and then um we'll have our market analysis by saberstein and ej and right now we'll hop into the newsreel bare bones news oh good morning, good
2: morning. <laughs> i'm happy to be here it's a lovely vibe
1: thank you thank you i'm hoping everyone's feeling that good a happy monday vibe all right bare bones newsreel february twenty three. I guess crypto is a hell of a drug. If you're wealthy and you have an addiction to crypto, there are luxury rehabs facilities that will cater to your needs. All you need is $75,000. Some facilities are charging upward of $104,000 weekly, might I add. My thoughts are, if you're addicted to something, it is harming you in some way. My question is... What does crypto? What does crypto addiction look like, and can it be treated the same as other gambling addictions? I think we'll soon find out. I didn't know if anybody had a comment on this before. i No. All right. Spatial Labs had launched in twenty twenty two by Idris Sandu. He is the inventor of a piece of hardware called the LNQ One chip. This project has raised ten million dollars and is now backed by Jay Z. So Idris Sandu invented a 13-millimeter microchip with near-field communication tech. It's called the LNQ chip. It's for physical chipping of a fashion item that, when scanned, will create an NFT on the blockchain. It won't just be a QR code. It will be an actual microchip to identify it. It's actually sewn into the material. The metadata also updates on your chip. So using your smartphone, you can scan the wearable. And how it works, for example, is a clothing manufacturer like you know, say Gucci or some brand or, you know, maybe somebody who wants to start their own brand, sends their fashion items to spatial labs, the clothing is chipped, and then the manufacturer can decide what features or utility it would like to add to the chip. The, NF- the NFT that's created on the like physical back token are on Polygon. And there are actually ready uh, metaverse ready. So the wearable item is also an item that you'll wear in the, um, in the metaverse. So spatial labs has an app, has a website and everything is up. So if there's any, uh, people who want to send their garments out to get chipped, it's, uh, definitely available, but I do have a question for Timmy on this. Would you want to be wearing a chipped item?
2: That's, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, I guess I I wouldn't say outright no. It might be a little hesitant or weird, but you know what I'm noticing is there's some like bias here where if this was something that like the stargaze team was doing, I probably would just be like way more fine with it. Um just as like a bias towards smaller teams that I feel like I know. Whereas this is like a huge thing and I wouldn't quite know what's going on. But it's a very cool concept and I'd probably be tempted to at least you know,
1: explore it a little bit. Yeah. Saber.
3: Well, I'm going to share a funny. So initially when you sent uh, this to me and I was thinking about, it, I was like, Oh, I don't want to wear a chip. Why would I want to wear a chip on my shirt? Like, I don't want them to follow me. I don't want them to track me. And then EJ goes, well, what about that big chip in your pocket? And I was like, Oh yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter when we carry our cell phones everywhere, iPhones, Androids, whatever, they can follow us anyways. Um, but it is interesting tech. I want to, I want to follow this story because I want to see what comes out of it. I think it's, um, really interesting as I get more and more involved in NFTs and being a part of a team, I'm finding that I'm really enjoying, like seeing all the new tech that's coming out and all the new things that are being built. It's, uh, actually really cool.
1: So um I do want to just add real quick to the end of this um because I was thinking about it if I want to get chipped and just like Saber I was you know he said that you have a chip in your pocket you know like you have a giant cell phone um but I think what freaked me out was like these near field communication thing that I kind of quickly touched on it was like you know like if you're near something it can kind of like scan the item or scan scan you you know and so like I don't know I just was like imagining them installing all these like near field readers all around and tracking what you do, but it's the same thing with your cell phone and then i started thinking about it and i was watching the world economic forum and they were explaining this like utopian future where all you have to do is think and the chip in your brain will know what song to play for you on spotify because it can read your brain waves and anticipate what you want and they even had like an ad like a cartoon ad they wanted to show how awesome it was um, through different scenarios like these cartoons and they had like one where you are, you're like tracking your brainwave history and you see that you having these weird spikes at night and it happens so often. So with a mental note, you send your readings to your doctor, weird. And then, they, and then they're like showed, they even showed like how a woman was at work and she was having these like lustful thoughts for a coworker. And she was worried that her boss was going to read her brainwaves and know she was unfocused and figure out that she likes a guy. And it was like against company policy. So like your boss would have access to your brainwaves and they were just trying to show how like fantastic it was going to be. Now, there are already headphones that exist that have this technology that can read your brainwaves. So this getting chipped is like getting becoming more and more like accessible, like they're starting with your, you know, cell phone in your pocket. Now your clothes like, you know, eventually you. What do you guys think about that?
3: So are you saying that like Web 5 is coming? (laughs) Because that's a lot of what we were talking about a while ago with Web Five, and just reading some Wait, of the sentences. Four?
1: This is Web Four. You mean the the semantic web where you're interacting with the internet?
3: Oh that's yeah, sorry, no yeah. Web Four. Sorry, I get confused between the both because. I Thought you were doing a joke really thing there, here.
2: just like no. skipping the version. I was a fan.
3: <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's still early for me over here on the west side. Um, no, I'm. I apologize, guys. I don't mean to confuse anyone. Web Four. Sorry, I I was looking into Web 5 a while ago, but then got into Web 4 through that. Um, No, so yeah, so Web 4, I guess, is here. But that freaks me out. That part does freak me out. Like initially, when you think of a chip, you think like, oh, a chip, you know, like your phone tracking you. But when you start getting into those types of things where they're reading your emotions, like hell no for me. I guess we'll go on.
2: Yeah, I'm with her on that one. I think that, I think the real problem is with something like this. It's not even the face value of what it is that's scary um it's just all the things that it enables so imagine something being able to read your thoughts combined with more invasive advertisements in future combined with i don't know let's say we get super dystopian right and if you're uh too poor to like afford the full treatment you can get one implanted for a discount but you have to sign something that says it can actually influence your thoughts and, like, make you want to buy something by, like, who knows where it could go, right? Like, I think the face value of something like this isn't even the, the big topic. It's what comes as a result of it. Kind of scary. Really scary. Especially when you combine it with blockchain. So what if all of our thoughts are on a ledger somewhere for anyone to see? And the exact time in history that they were thought in our head is, is time stamped for eternity. That's terrifying. Can we change topics?
3: Absolutely. Um, (laughs) I just want to quickly add, if anybody hasn't seen, there's actually a Black Mirror episode from years ago where there's actually a chip implanted in the back of people's necks. And a woman ends up figuring out that her, I think it's her husband or boyfriend is cheating on on her through that because you can actually like go back through. Um, Everything is recorded. So like Timmy was talking about the blockchain, like it's there. Like I'm sure it could be erased unlike the blockchain that cannot be erased. But yeah, a little freaky. And then I was actually listening to Ret Gang talking about um, NFTs on Bitcoin. And that reminded me a little bit, you know, what, what you just said reminded me a little bit of it, you know, putting things on there and having it time stamped forever. And especially being on Bitcoin, um, you know, it really is there forever.
2: Bands, who so, did you yeah. say? At the beginning of this topic, did you say it was the World Economic Forum? Yeah,
1: on the World Economic Forum, they they were having like these ads, like Klaus was up there talking about like, you're going to have a chip in your brain and you're going to be happy about it and shit. And then they had like these little cartoons and they were like, you know, it's going to be like this. And then this other lady came up and she was like showing the, the headphones that can actually you can put the headphones on and they read your brain waves and like can send your brain waves off. And I was like, "Ooh, I don't like that.
2: Wait, so here's why I asked though, wasn't it the World Economic Forum that also posted that video a year or two ago that they quickly tried to scrub and delete from the internet where they were like, it's 2023, or no, it's 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy about it. Do you guys remember that? Was that them? I think it was. It was either that or some other like multinational like economic forum of some kind. Yeah, I'm seeing Lowo down there throwing the hundreds. I'm gonna assume right, but like, man, they're just swinging misses everywhere. Let's see how long it is till they try and delete and scrub this one from the internet.
3: Yeah, like if you if you start seeing all this stuff popping up and we're starting to get forced to do these things, like I'm gone. You won't find me. I'll be somewhere up north in the snow where nobody can find me. No, you're not putting a chip in me. Nope.
1: Well, yeah it's crazy but let's um i hop on to i have a couple more things and then we'll go on to our market analysis so um in our next story sp SB, um sbf sam bankman Fried can no longer contact any of the ftx and alameda current or former employees using encrypted messaging the fact that he's even going there is interesting sbf the disgraced founder of crypto exchange um ftx was caught contacting the um FTX US Legal General Counsel Ryan Miller, and he contacted the FTX CEO, John Ryan, with inquiries on how to gain access to the company company funds. Um, He first tried by writing an open letter to organizations that FTX donated to asking for them for money like back. Like it almost feels like, you know, you go to the Salvation Army, you drop off clothes for a donation, but then when you fall on hard times, you go back to the Salvation Army with your receipt. Requesting for your things, so I feel like SBF is essentially treating his donations like IOUs. But um, legally, SBF does have access to the um, company funds. Um, there will be a hearing regarding that. Uh, there has no, there has been no ruling made yet. It's supposed to be in February, so we should he- be hearing soon about about that. Excuse me and uh, quickly it doesn't seem like anybody cares about the new decentralized Twitter like social media application called Demis. Um Jack Dorsey's launched launched it which is the original creator of Twitter I downloaded it checked it out but I guess because it's new it still needs people to find it um, maybe some Twitter adv- advertisements might help get people over there probably no need to fix something that isn't broken but that's just my opinion and last uh, but not least our a bitcoin mining marketplace by luxor for peer-to-peer selling of mining rigs has launched since the dashboard launched the secondary market has generated over a million dollars in sales a request for quote is, is submitted in rfq and commission is paid to luxor um, by whoever answers the ad whether it be the buyer or the seller that one is the, the that one is a person who pays the commission to Luxar for facilitating the transaction. Um, I find it interesting that they're doing this because with all the liquidations of, you know, Bitcoin mining companies, they're able now to sell them on the secondary market and make it more available for people to find. So that, you know, is kind of good for uh, your average miner. And on that note, I will go over to Saberstein, where she will do the market analysis for crypto.
3: Good morning. Um, I think EJ is having trouble getting up here, um, probably getting rugged on his end. So we'll hopefully hopefully, he can make his way up um, by the time I'm done. So Bitcoin is still trading within the range on the daily chart. After waking into supply again and reaching a high of $24,260, we began to see demand decline and sellers take over as price failed to close above the bottom of the supply area at 20 20- 3,800. So it did wick in, but no no candle actually closed over top of it. Uh, Price did bounce off the 20 SMA. On my chart, it's in the color teal for some relief after the sell-off the past four days. Uh, To continue the move down, I would like to see the daily candle break and close below that 20 SMA. For a potential move towards uh, the support around twenty-one thousand five hundred, where there is also a demand area to be tested, so a bit of confluence there. Uh, Volume profile does confirm a large gap between twenty-two thousand three hundred all the way down to twenty-one thousand six hundred, which means breaking that twenty-two thousand three hundred area can see twenty-one thousand six hundred fairly quickly, as it is seen as an unfair value area. So meaning if price can move up very quickly through there, price could also move uh, down fairly quickly through there in the simplest terms. On the weekly chart, we can see the 50 SMA in green and the 200 SMA in orange getting closer together. I know a lot of people on Twitter have been talking about that. Uh, Still no signal on the chart, whether we are bearish or bullish as price is in a heavy area of supply and really does need to back test support. Uh, The weekly candle, closed bearish same volume and similar size as the previous week's week's candle although that candle closed bullish so there's no signal from the, the candle from the weekly candle to confirm or deny continuance of the bullish trend we are in or if we are turning bearish uh because there's really like nothing that's not like a bullish or sorry bearish engulfing there's no uh, like hangman candle or anything whatever you want to call them uh the weekly chart does give confluence that the demand below between twenty one thousand six hundred to twenty thousand nine hundred is a good area to watch for a potential log as it is sitting right on top of a high volume node area, so the high volume node areas is generally where price likes to trade within it 's like a magnet the high volume node um, is between twenty thousand nine hundred all the way down to 19,650, along with the volume point of control at 20,250, and the ten SMA right below that in red at nineteen thousand eight hundred. So that, that it's it's a large area that I'm talking about, but it is um, a good area to be watching to see if uh, price can trade within for an extended period of time, um, pick up you know some demand, some buy orders, and hopefully create a stronger support for a move up, because that's what you wanna see. You wanna see price create strong support before a move up. Um, it could also though slice down, we, we don't know. It's just, it's just the area to be watching. Um, so with Bitcoin trading below and into a supply area, we have seen a lot of volume on alts these past few weeks with many increasing hundreds of percentages. If you are a volume trader, then this is your playground. Um, it can get very exhausting consuming trading If you have a watch list though, that is too large. I have definitely been guilty of this. Um, It's very common when everything is running and you don't want to like miss out on the next play because everything is running and there's always a trade. Um, Best strategy is just to pick a few coins to watch, chart them out properly, set your levels and just focus on those. Um, Playing even one coin, both long and short and watching it exclusively can give you a better edge as you'll understand the price action more. Plus, it's a great way to practice um, going both long and short. Uh, I'm. I know that there's people out there that you know only long, and people that only short. But the the best way to become a better trader, and I say this to myself as well sometimes, is to just pick one pick one coin, whether it's Bitcoin, ETH, and alt, whatever you like, and just practice going both long and short. It doesn't mean you have to switch in and out of positions very quickly, but just being able to play that chart up and down without bias. Um, will help you advance as a trader for sure. Uh, okay, so big... can I
2: also call something out on that? Yeah, some some exchanges. That's like a specific setting you'll need to enable. Like it's different for each one. But if you want to have like positions open in both directions, sometimes you'll have to toggle that in your settings. Just as like a call out for people who are wondering why they can't do it.
3: For sure, I'm not saying going long and short at the same time. I'm saying like practice, go long. And then, when your target price hits, wait wait a little bit and see if a short sets up. Go short, and then vice versa. So, just being able to to um, trade without a bias because there's a lot of people out there that are only that only are bulls. They only go long, and that's it. Uh, And there are people that sorry, maybe I didn't specify that well enough or explain myself well. No,
2: you totally might mind what might have been elsewhere, but gotcha.
3: No, all good. Uh, But this helps. I'll explain it a bit more even. Um, and, they are, and then there's um, traders. I actually used to be a trader that only liked to go short because I started trading in a bear market. And so most of the signals that I had found were of course in a bearish trend. So I learned that um, shorting was easier because at the time it was, and I actually missed um, the bottom in 2021. Uh, I mean, I DCA'd into it, but I actually missed it like on leverage, which kind of sucked, but, Um, So something for myself that I'm kind of reflecting on to you guys is just to be able to chart one coin and just practice going long, target price out of it, you know, take your profits and then look for maybe a short setup, Um, especially if you're taking a long from demand into supply, one would assume that the next choice would be to go short Um, and just, yeah, just being able to get in and out of both. Um, so, Bitcoin and most alts, especially the large cap alts, do look like they need a breather. I know I've been talking about it for a while, um, and to test some support below. Uh, it's still bullish on the daily and the weekly timeframes, though. So, so long as supports hold up, we can continue with this upwards trend. Um, so, of course, you know, we're still bullish until trends break, and we're still bearish until those trends break. Um, definitely the best risk reward is always to play the trend. Um, and so, If you're looking like the next setup after, I guess, if we do, you know, keep going down from supply would be to look for a long because we're still in a bullish trend. And until we break that trend, then you're not really looking for, you know, a bearish trade unless you're scalping or doing like a day trade or something like that, or maybe even a couple day or few day uh, swing, but it's not going to be the risk reward is going to be lower than if you were to wait and look for a long, if that makes sense. And I don't know if EJ is getting up here. Let's check it out. I have invited him to speak, but maybe he's not in a place to do that. So maybe we can go on to the next thing.
1: Um, We can also, um, he puts his market discussion up in the discord. Oh. Did you he see here? Hey, what's up? Hallelujah! Uh, must, oh, I must think have, hey. must have yeah, Hallelujah. Me. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. I thought it was already up. Here. We'll see though.
3: Um, he did request to speak earlier. I let him up. But then yeah, he wasn't uh, able to. Um, it wasn't able to connect. It just kept saying connecting. So we'll yeah, see.
4: that's my bad. I I went. Oh yeah, everybody's excited. It, it must it. have kicked. Um, so yeah. Uh, first off, good morning to everyone, or afternoon, evening, wherever you are. Saberstein, thank you for the updates on the crypto analysis and bands. I got the end of your stories. So thank you. Uh, so, uh, apologies for being late. Thank you for your patience. And um, let's get right to it. As you guys know, last EJ? week. Yeah. Can you hear me?
3: Hello.
4: Can you hear me? Oh Lord. Can you can hear, hear EJ?
1: EJ? I can hear EJ. Um, Saberstein, can you not hear nope.
4: EJ? I'm going to go. Out and oh, wait. The... Okay. Hold on. If anyone else can't hear me. No,
2: it's just a people on stage thing. Oh, I think that's so Sab- weird. Yeah, okay. Saberstein's gonna yeah. pop
1: back in. Hold
2: on. <laughs> while while we wait for her, though, I want to quickly shout you guys out. Like, I think I think I've been in one of these before, um, but this is a really cool format, and you guys do it really professionally and like smooth. I'm I'm definitely gonna try and like shout these out and attend more. I like the format here a lot. It's a mix of like a good news recap, but also just some some nice vibes. We appreciate you. And I I've always enjoyed uh, getting to know your inside
4: out of your brain. Like when I talked with you with uh, about the doodles, minute, man. I was I remember getting off the phone. I had actually I remember it perfectly. I would just got done walking my pups with my brother, and um, I was got on the phone with you, and it was awesome because bands bands got us on that call. So we appreciate you likewise, and appreciate everything you've built and that you're doing. Um, but yeah, let's get to it. Uh, last week, as you guys know. Um, the feds had another interest rate, um, interest rate hike, which was 25 BPS. It's the eighth increase since March of 2022 and gave indication that they were nearing the end of this hiking cycle as inflationary pressure have started to cool. We've hoped to see that uh, things are starting to slow down a little bit. Uh, owning a construction business, we have noticed as well, things have started to slow down on our end as well. Um, As far as pricing just being out of control, the rate increase is projected to take the target range to 4.5% to 4.7%, which is the highest since October of 2007. This means that the monthly costs for new or variable rate mortgages will rise a bit more. Interest on credit cards are almost near 20%, 20%, which also is another topic that the U.S. is in the highest credit card debt uh, again on average up to 16.3% from a year ago. So credit card debt and interest rates or uh, rates on credit cards are up, and that's not a good sign. Uh, while the amounts will vary, cost for auto financing and personal loans will also rise slightly as well. So if you have variable loans on your home or a car, make sure you're paying attention to those and that you're not getting yourself into a situation you can't get yourself out of. Uh, the January jobs report showed non-farm payrolls increased by 517,000 jobs uh, or, or payroll, sorry, far higher than the 187,000 market estimate. You guys saw the market just took off towards the middle to the end of the week. That is because of this. There was, uh, there was a significant higher number of non-farm payrolls. Uh, the unemployment rate also fell to 3.4 percent versus the estimate of 3.6 percent. That is the lowest jobless level since May of 1969. Uh, the labor force participation rate edged higher to 62.4 percent. This means people are getting back out, getting to the jobs, getting to the offices, collecting collecting a paycheck is what it comes down to. Other significant gainers were professional and business services at 82,000. Government 74,000, healthcare 58,000, retail 30,000, and lastly, my personal favorite construction 25,000. However, many uh, economists were skeptical. And this, I'm trying to see who I wrote down. I don't even know how to say her last name. Julia, we'll just go with Julia P. Pollock, I think is her name. She said, Today's job report is almost too good to be true, like $20 bills on the sidewalk, and free lunches. Falling inflation paired with falling unemployment is the stuff of economics fiction. So this, we don't say this, but let's be real. Things can be fluffed a little bit. Uh, So be patient, be smart. And that closes us out from last week. The S&P 500 closed at 1.6% up. NASDAQ uh, NASDAQ was up 3.3%. Dow Jones was down 0.15%. And Russell two thousand was up three point eight percent, and that takes us into. um, uh, uh, Let me see here. I'm sorry, I just got sidetracked. On last week's, I don't usually talk about this, but last week's um, earnings recaps, we had AMD, Meta, which is Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and Google. So those are big ones. We hope you guys saw some of them. Uh, Some of them made very good runs, and we hope that you got in on a few plays if you were able to. Um, Moving into this week, all week, today, on Monday, the data reports expected to come in for the numbers on food and beverage, household products, the EIA, short-term energy outlook, and asset under management numbers from brokers. So pay attention. This number shouldn't get too crazy today, but these are data numbers. Tuesday, we have Canada Goose Holdings will host an investor day focused on the apparel retailer's long term initiatives and financial outlook. This is at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. As far as 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Royal Caribbean, as you guys know, they're back and operating. Royal Caribbean will hold a key conference call to go over Q4 results and provide a business update. If you are in the traveling industry, This is something to pay attention to as Royal Caribbean is a front runner when it comes to uh, entertainment as far as the, I don't even, yeah, let's just leave that there. There's a whole topic there. Uh, Pay attention to that and airlines such as Spirit. Spirit has earnings recap this week as well. Uh, So Royal Caribbean and Spirit tomorrow, pay attention. Wednesday, all day, Google will hold an event on search and AI. Uh, AI has become a hot topic. It's amid the growing interest in AI. The tech giant said it will detail the power of AI to reimagine how people search for, explore, and interact with information such as shopping, maps, and travel are, are the highlights that will be talked about with AI. I can't imagine what Google's going to come up with, but if they're doing something, you need to be paying attention. That is all day Wednesday. You can listen into to these events. Um, Thursday, Automakers will press uh, with press conferences scheduled at Chicago Auto Show include Subaru, Volkswagen, Honda, Ram and Jeep brands. So Thursday automakers pay attention to that. Friday all day the cryptocurrency market will be on watch with Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia President Patrick Harker due to speak at a crypto conference. Harker has said in the past that crypto finance does not pose a threat. To global financial stability, Friday, where we all are here, Web three, everything intermixes. That'll be a big day for crypto. Shouldn't get too crazy. Um, and I do want to say, last week, the jobs or the when they re- released the inflation, not inflation, I'm sorry, interest rate changes, um, the market reacted very well, and that is something that is a great sign to see. But be cautious and don't get caught in a trap, um, and and just. Just pay attention, and that's really it. I don't have any exclamation points on anything this week, so there it should be a pretty smooth week for for everything. Um, but that's that. And bands, I'm gonna pass it back to you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Just some quick announcements, and then we will chat with our guest. Um, we've just opened the space field games where you can play against other members' rock paper scissors. Um, for space for um, space fuels to play. You can tag at Council or EJ or Mahar in the team channel. We will uh, you can we will swap and upgrade your space fuels. And then there's a few other steps. But if you hop into our Discord, you can check it out. Um, We also have a Space Skelly's uh, 2.5 million stars event coming up this weekend. Um, Skelly's must be held for a week so you can redeem your prizes. For example, you buy two skellies, you get 300 stars back. You buy five skellies, you get 1500 stars back plus an elixir. There are more, um, there's more information on that in our Discord if you want to see the rest of the combinations that you can get. And so um, if you would like to see the evil ninja sneak peek for um, from our next collection, that is in our Discord as well. And I hope you guys enjoy seeing that. And... Now we can chat with our guest. He has been so patiently waiting to talk with us. Good morning. Good morning. So Timmy, give us some updates. Just uh, updates on, you know, what you've been working on. I know you're on the UMI U- 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 marketing team now. You've got some stuff going on with the IBC Interchain Foundation where you have launched the uh, a beta. Um, updates on Joe. Like, I mean. Yeah. Where do where tell are we us, start? I don't right. know. I mean, t- just just give us, give, um, give us the
2: meat. I haven't talked too much, and and I won't talk too much because I I don't have too much to say yet. Um, but about like my new Umi position, um, I'll just say that that team is really impressing me. Um, both in like their work quality and how they go about working behind the scenes, but also just they seem like great people, and that's pretty huge to me, especially in this space. Um, I'm actually doing a marketing lead for two unannounced projects of theirs. So UMI, the company runs or built UMI, the chain, as well as the OHO chain, which you may have heard about, which is an Oracle thing. Um, and then there are two additional, like relatively unrelated things, um, that we'll hopefully be able to announce here shortly. I would love to drop alpha, but I'm too new at this job to risk being fired. So (laughs) but really exciting Yeah, really exciting stuff coming from there. All I can say is like, um I, I got signed on as marketing lead, but they're super receptive to listening to my actual like functionality ideas and UX concepts and stuff. Um and it's just like a really good sign of a team that's that's willing to reconsider things or go outside the box or whatever it might be. Um, And I have some really fun ideas on how to like engage the community in ways where people could win prizes or one of one NFTs or um, just a bunch of cool stuff. So like definitely keep an eye on UMI and related things. uh, Once things ramp up and what I'm marketing for is public, I'll definitely be keeping everyone updated. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I think, I don't know what people really think of UMI personally. They weren't super on my radar. I kind of wrote them off as a bit of like a VC chain with how their price action went and some of their like prior investments to like their Genesis launch. Um, And that is just because they're very like business oriented. They run stuff like a business. Um, But since I've gotten on the inside, I've been nothing but impressed. So just wanted to shout that out. Um, Yeah, I hope I can share more details soon so on my side of things yeah yeah. let's
1: talk about the joe let's talk about wet joe i mean
2: Uh, yeah so so the wet joe thing i think that's still up and working um you can liquid stake joe on joe chain again everything on joe chain is really just like playing around um mainly for devs right now but we do want to get some stuff for users to play around with just like Things to experiment with, or things you might not want to try on another more important chain, um, these sort of things. Right now, um, I, th- I think like the, the coolest thing on Joechain by far is the fact that you can mine. You can mine in your browser um, to help nice. support this proof-of-stake chain.
1: I saw that and I was kind of like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, I'm a little nervous to do it. Yeah. It says, Start mining. And I was like, oh, I want to do it. But I'm like,
2: yeah. Hey, that's probably honestly, that's probably a good attitude to keep with you at all times in Web3. <laughs> Better safe than sorry for something goofy like this. But. But yeah, it's really interesting. I don't claim to fully understand it, but Popmos calls it delegated proof of work. And so how it works is you. So, like, validators are all crunching numbers all the time, processing hashes and, like, vouching with their staked amount that, like, that those computations are correct. And even that I might have butchered slightly. But so module model is something like you can pick a validator to delegate your work to. So f- while they're... Um, Processing blocks or whatever it is, trying to verify headers, hash hashing out blah blah blah. Uh, that's all happening on like the various servers or computers that validators are using, like their nodes. You know whether this is uh, in your house or Hetzner or Amazon Web Services. And so I think what like the proof of uh, delegated proof of work is is you can supplement a validator's computation power. Uh, by, like, I don't even know if you, I don't know if it's technically mining under the hood, but you're basically donating your hardware computing power to help, like, crunch numbers to a certain validator, which, um, like, gets them to propose blocks more often than their competitors or peers. Again, I'm a little foggy on it, but it's super cool. And outside of, well, it's super cool and it is one of the perfect reasons why Joe chain needs to exist because, uh, it, it wouldn't have worked quite this part. I don't understand at all, but Putmos told me he wouldn't have been able to like test it amply on a normal test net. Like it had to be a main net for some reason. And people like lost some Joe tokens. There was some weirdness in the math or the UI or whatever. Um, and, like, that's the purpose of Joe Chain, right? Like, there's no harm there. There's no foul. If someone wants to play around with more Joe stuff in future, like, we can just send them more Joe if anything they lost matters. Um, so, yeah, it's both just, like, a really cool thing that's being played around with on there, but also the example of why something like Joe Chain should exist, because sometimes you might not want to be held... Here's the last thing I'll say on it. Think about how many projects out there have been promising something for a while now, and have been delaying 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 like even stride did it a couple times before they launched um sometimes the reason for that is just being super cautious right like it's it's hard to commit to launching your protocol that could go catastrophically wrong lose your community money whatever it might be and test nets are like a huge step in that but um I think there's like something slightly more for a canary chain, uh, even just coming down to the simple fact that. For newest users, I think it's slightly more intuitive to just add yet another chain to Kepler to switch between like any of the others rather than to add a testnet and now have two of the same chains in your list and, and like having to figure out why that is and what a testnet is. Like we can just have a chain that acts like a normal chain, but, but we just tell people, you know, there's no value here. We play around with stuff. Um, And then as far as the Joe NFTs, I guess. So I did make a tweet uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, that it would probably be a good idea if you're a fan of some of the stuff I'm building to have some Joe's in your wallet by the end of the month. Um, my general plan with Joe people ask me like all the time is, I I don't think I will I shouldn't say ever, but it is nowhere on my radar to like ever release another collection or something like that, that doesn't directly like benefit those holders. Um, I think even though it was a total meme and just a joke and stuff, it like it still has a floor price, right? And people like paid real money for them. Um, and I also told people, you know, I'm building stuff with these. So I have lots of ideas I want to do in the future. And if it is a new collection, it would be like entirely dropped to Joe holders. Uh, but more specifically, I don't have any collections in mind right now. Various things I'm building both with the UMI team and with Spark and InnerShane. Uh, I'm just going to find ways to incorporate Joe into them so it'll be little quality of life or aesthetic things like maybe you have a or this one's not a maybe I guess this will be my alpha so you might have uh, a unique like cool interactive background to play with on spark or Interchain if you're a Joe holder that you can toggle to Uh, so like those sort of things and then who knows later down the road maybe i'll bring like real actual value to them but for now i'm just keeping them in mind like paying paying it forward to everyone who participated who's still holding joe's and we'll do like little cool things here and there with them
1: i mean that was that whole joe thing was fun when you being able to send your joes and get like um Stars back and stuff. That was just, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, I really felt like you gave back to the community with that project, and I, I definitely enjoyed doing that. Um, all right. So let's talk about Spark IBC. Let's talk about what's going on at the interchange. I know you had, um, you had wrote a, you wanted us to discuss something that you had, uh, wrote up on the cosmos. And, uh, we also have, you also put, um, the beta came out and I also wanted to ask you about the soulbound token, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, actually, uh, we can start with the token because it's a little bit similar to to the Joe situation. So um, right now, like our stuff actually does have a token. I don't think many people are aware um, that token is Spark. And like Bans just mentioned, it's soulbound. So you earn Spark on a one-to-one basis with uh, USDC. So, you know, if you donate $10, you'd get 10 Spark points minted into your wallet. Um, the, the, the note I want to add on that, because some people might immediately think, oh, well, I have multiple wallets. That's sort of annoying. Uh, we are working on what we're calling a whitelisting contract. So you'll basically be able to claim other addresses. Um, and so let's say you have four different wallets that each have some amount of Point in them because you, Contributed from them at different points in time. Uh, You'll be able to like kind of claim those and aggregate all your points um, into one main wallet that you can use for uh, the leaderboard, which is something we do currently have live on Spark, where you can just see how you stack up against other donors and see like where various wallets or people uh, have donated to, just whether it's been campaigns or the general fund. But later down the road, and not necessarily too far down the road, possibly in in the coming weeks here. Um, they're going to start to get functionality kind of like uh, Joe's in that we're never going to like pay gate or token gate any core features or anything that you know is yeah any core parts of our offering Uh, we think like a big part of what Spark and Interchain are doing is like neutral access to everyone, et cetera. Uh, but for quality of life things or aesthetic things, you know, like I mentioned a, a background earlier, or themes on a site or um, being able to save more like template options on various uh, widgets on our dashboard, these sort of things um, will come from being a Spark holder. Uh, also some, some other cool stuff, like if you were in our spaces yesterday with CoinHall um, you might have heard Gritz and I chat about how we want to, like, revive the Poloniex troll box, and, like the BitMEX troll box, which is just like a open just group chat kind of that was at the bottom of these exchange websites where you could just chat with other users in a chaotic degen little fast scrolling group chat. Um, and so we want to like implement something like that, and that will be gated by spark points, mainly because we need some kind of bot filter for something like that. but and and it's kind of like a perfect match made in heaven to say, you, know, you need fifty spark to participate in this or we're not sure exactly what we're going to put the number at, but so that's sort of the the role of the soulbound token. Um, I think the reason you don't hear us talk about tokens a lot is because we just call them spark points. Um, it's one of the reasons we made them soulbound is we didn't want people to think of them like a token, like making a contribution to spark is some kind of investment because you get this spark token that you could sell later. Uh, it really is just sort of a representation of your contributions to the interchain. And so sort of on that note, one thing we're updating with the leaderboard here soon. Uh, is currently we have like a tab for private donors, so just every random untagged wallet, uh, and then another tag uh, tab for validators. Uh, we'll also be adding a tab for like organizations and community pools, because as we'll touch on in a second, like we're asking for some community pool funds for our current campaign for Interchain Info, and that's something we want to be able to offer to other things in the future that run campaigns on spark we want to say hey let's take a look at what you're building you want to run a campaign on spark let's see if it makes sense to do some multi-chain community pool funding requests like we're doing here um and and we can get into all that but uh yeah and so the idea with the leaderboard there is eventually hopefully once we're you know a bit more established have some more spark out there in existence people having participated with the platform Uh, like when people ask for a good validator, I'm just going to refer them to the leaderboard. I'm just going to say like, you know, like go look at who's been putting their money where their mouth is supporting the interchain. Um, one of the reasons we had that validator tab from the onset and still do is because we think it can become one of obviously not the, but one of the metrics that can help people, uh, pick their validators. And so, I don't think we've announced this one publicly yet, but some people probably could guess it because it seems like a natural tie-in. Um, we're going to be implementing validators Spark scores on their interchain index page. So if they have nothing, we're not just going to put a big zero there. We're not trying to uh, like shame anyone or, or pick favorites. But if you're a validator who has contributed to Spark campaigns and you have Spark in your wallets or in one of your claimed whitelisted wallets, um, we definitely want to like put that front and center and let people know that you're supporting the ecosystem directly. What uh, there's there's kind of so much, and I also ramble a lot. So, a bands feel free to jump in at any point. Oh
1: um, no, I I just wanted to make sure sh- I just wanted to like hear all the meat, all the new stuff that's coming out. You know, just uh, you know, we're not trying to have like a huge yeah, you know, interview because you know a lot of us all kind of know each other, but getting updates on our projects and new stuff that's being released or how it's going is definitely awesome. And something that we want to be involved with it, you know.
2: Okay, Um, cool. Let me I'll quickly just touch on like where we're at right now and updates and such. I think that's good. So um, the Spark site itself is actually getting a big facelift right now Um, in terms of mainly UI and design, but also some functionality um, should be improved by the end of the month. uh, This will come. You should see an update from us sooner than this. This one I'm about to talk about, but later on in the month, we should have Rango integrated, um, such that when you go to Spark IBC and you look at the contribution module where you can uh, like contribute to a campaign, you'll now be able to pick a source chain for your funds as well as a token, uh, even outside of the Cosmos, because Rango is freaking awesome. So whether you have some spare Uh, AVAX on Avalanche or some coins on ETH or somewhere else in the Cosmos, you'll be able to kind of contribute directly to a Spark campaign uh, with those coins. And obviously, you will have to wait for the the various bridges and swaps that are needed. But you won't have to figure out those bridges and swaps. Rango does that for you. Um, So that's going to be a really kind of cool upgrade in the user experience, I think. And on the interchain side of things... Um, we've experienced like a little bit of a technical hangup, um, but it's fine. Really. We just want to make sure we get it right. Um, in that, I know we had told you guys that after our like first or second week of launching the beta, we would have native on-site submissions and edits. So people could, people wouldn't have to go through me. They can just go to the site and submit a new index page or upload a new video or article to the resource hub. Um, should be right around the corner we are honing in on that we just ran into a couple snags and wanted to make sure we got them completely ironed out um and then so that's sort of the first like development thing to look forward to there's definitely some other cool stuff coming a little bit further down the pipeline uh but our biggest thing on the radar here is getting ourselves some funding um, because everything we've done so far is completely out of pocket. Um, and we're fine with that for now because we deeply believe in what we're doing. Um, and we have quite a few plans for like profitability down the road. Uh, but at the moment we absolutely need like a jumpstart we've been running at a deficit for a while. Um, and so one of the ways we're looking to do that is to supplement private donations uh, to the spark campaign for interchain info with community pool funds. Um, and so i don't need to go through the entire prop i will just pin it above for people who want to look at the details because the details for an s like this are important but um roughly we're asking for one percent of a bunch of different cosmos chains community pools with a cap at 20k so for really big community pools like atom osmosis we won't be asking for one percent it'll be capped at 20k um as a way to help fund our development for interchain info um and I guess the the one really important note there is once you see this come on chain or to a forum near you um half of the money we're requesting from any given chain is never going into our pockets or wallets nor is it going to pay devs that we pay 50 percent of the money from each chain granted by a community pool is set aside exclusively to give back to like you guys people listening the community uh in something called our content incentives program so basically if uh you know secret network were to pass their governance prop and let's say we get ten thousand dollars from them uh five thousand of that would be set aside specifically to pay out people who contribute se- secret network related content to Interchain info uh and all the details of how that program would work is above it's also just a pin tweet on my profile uh But the idea is it's sort of just like a win, win, win situation. So we get some funding to build stuff. We get help with the actual content on the site so we don't have to spend bandwidth there. The users and fans of these various chains and communities get to contribute to the thing that they love and do every day and earn a little income for it. And the projects or the chains are getting like free marketing and the most cohesion they've seen with the rest of the interchains since they launched. So I think it's a really great program. I'm super happy on where we've landed with it, Uh, but we are super open to feedback Uh, this week, maybe even today, I think we are going to move to posting it on individual chain forums right now. It's just on the cosmos hub forum in a generalized format, but um, yeah that's that's sort of our next steps, and then awesome. maybe as soon as next week uh, we'll have some props actually on chain.
1: oh exciting, exciting okay that that that's exciting. Um so we got updates awesome. So I'm very pleased with that. but I really just want to know real quick. I want to end this with my last question is um what was the last nFT that you minted, and the corporation ones don't count?
2: who that I minted specifically. Yes.
1: Yeah, what's your last, what is the last NFT you minted? Uh,
2: I think, hold well, on, let me look in my profile picture. I got all my NFTs there. Which, by the I'm way, Twitter's caching. Do you guys still see the rack? As no. my profile picture? No. Okay, good, good. I
3: it's do. I think uh, my dang. Twitter's buggy or something, I don't
2: know. No, it just takes a while to update. I think it was the Maneki V2. I'm trying to remember I kind of curious. Yeah
3: that just was a long time how much
1: ago. yeah I wanted to see what kind of degenerate we're dealing with here and he's not that degenerate. Conservative.
2: Oh, with NFTs <laughs> conservative. No. no, in fact the only and the only reason I minted that is because Tank has proved to me that it's actually uh, like an investment. Um I bought a couple NFTs like off the aftermarket and stuff more recently but uh
1: Okay, what was the of- last NFT that you bought? I'm just curious if you want to share.
2: Uh well, just Yes. Yesterday or the day before um, this raccoon, somebody, somebody reached out uh, to have me help them with some NFT stuff uh, and they wanted to pay me for it. And I noticed that they were a big rack person and I was like, want to just pay me in a rack instead, because honestly, I'd probably take your money and just go buy one off the marketplace. So I didn't technically buy it myself, but for all intents and purposes, you did. You bought it with you later.
1: You bought it. Uh, It's okay. You bought it with your labor. It's all good.
2: (laughs) I just cut out a middleman, right?
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. So I just Uh, wanted to check real quick before. we And then I
2: bought a couple couple more of these doodles.
1: (laughs) Oh, you bought some doodles too. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So listen, uh, before I wrap this up, I just wanted to see if anybody had any questions for Timmy or if EJ or Saberstein had anything they wanted to, to ask Timmy. Um, or
2: and actually Nikolai? I do have an unrelated yeah. update. Okay. So some people may have seen some posts about the Confio situation. Um
1: yes, almost, I was going to ask about that.
2: Yeah, almost uh I think one of the Evmos guys, Sunny and Larry have all called out that they've gotten a shit ton of money from Osmosis very recently. And that this is this is quite a surprise. Um, I made a post about this ConfiO thing on uh, Reddit too recently, just because I noticed no one there was talking about it. Some other people like voiced that concern. Um, I don't have any like info except to say I am chatting with the ConfiO team right now, and I've done two things. One, I've uh, referenced those posts on Twitter and said uh, I would really need some like peek or insight into your ops before I vouch for you guys. To Uh, to the community. And then two, it looks like they're looking to spin up a multi-sig where any community given funds will go for Confio spending. And I have requested a signing spot on there. Um I think I, I I think I don't like to think anyone is misusing funds. I think we can't just start thinking that about everyone, especially these core people. Um but I would like to try and put myself in a position where I can tell you guys that with more confidence. So that's where we're at right now.
1: Okay. That's respectable. I can appreciate that. All right. So I think we can wrap up the show. Uh, thank you guys for joining us in the bare bones of web three. I hope you have an incredible day. And as always, we have EJ to close us out and Saberstein. If there's anything else you would like to say too.
4: Hey, can you guys still hear me? Yeah, hey. sir. Well, uh, first off, thank you for all the information and updates uh, Timmy and, I think you and I need to talk one day when you have some time because you have a mind of information. So I will reach out to you when we both have some time and schedule a call. Uh, and once again, appreciate your time. But I do want to remind everyone, um, tomorrow we do have our uh, roundtable with uh, the rack and another, a few of the other founders and panelists across the ecosystem. It is, you can find the information on FM's Twitter. I believe Robo's probably in the chat. I think I saw him earlier. You can find all the links through his Twitter um, and message us if you guys can't find the handle for any reason. But just keep in mind. And then lastly, I did put up a, pro, uh, or no, a discussion in Stargaze's Discord about minting fees. So if you want to go over there, check it out. Uh, projects are currently getting hit with 10% mint charges plus uh, additional fees to mint on Stargaze. That is up. I'm open to discussions. And I just wanted to throw that out there. But guys, as we always say at Space Scalies, choose to find the good and the bad, no matter what the situation may be. And you guys have an amazing week, whether it's the morning, you're enjoying a lunch or it's evening. Our DMs are open. And if you guys need anything, you just let us know. And until next time, thank you for everything. See you guys. Thanks so much for having me, guys.
0: Thanks.
3: Yeah, thank you all for coming. Uh, next week we'll be joined by Pixel Wizards to get project updates. Um, when they had their mint, it was pretty exciting. I know the Discord was pumping in there, uh, especially due to the fact that they, you could actually do stuff with the Pixel Wizards. You know, you could press, uh, what was it? Qwerty, Q-W-E-R-T-Y, and they could do different things. So uh, I'm excited for some updates on those. Thank you all. Yeah,
1: there's some something cool about to happen. Um, to the pixel wizards or some kind of change or something. So I'm kind of I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad I still got one left. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was the bare bones of web 3 show, episode 17. Recorded on Monday, February 6th, 2023. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you wanna keep listening, head on over to taraspaces.org slash donate and show some support Meow. Reading in a book, yo, I learned something nifty. The CIA was feeding people acid in the 50s. Some people knew it. Most of them didn't. It was like a little game they invented. Sandos had the plug, it was all about the research Gotta get turned on, Hollering me first Government reaction is always kinda knee-jerk Not exactly what i like to see out of my leaders Zen lunatics trying to see the other side Everybody likes to hide and seek when the dose is high Paranoid like, people are watching me Well that's because, people are watching, see? If DMT is a niagara of so epiphanous beauty And psilocybin treats your mind like a movie LSD wasn't the mind control they wanted So they kept designing Different drugs to haunt us. You are an explorer and you represent our species. And the greatest good you can do is to bring back a new idea because our world is endangered by the absence of good ideas. Our world is in crisis because of the absence of consciousness.
3: Consciousness.
0: Just another night in the cabin, camping Three drops hitting each tongue like, well, that happened Feeling like a weird alien on this planet I'm just passing through, staring at these inhabitants They didn't know, provocateurs infiltrating Lock your doors, trying to start a quiet ride so they could mop the floors Used to slay the forage, waiting for the drum roll and That's what happens when cutthroats get all the control Acting all manic, the passion is frantic The visuals are magic, so let your mind brandish This little weapon of mass destruction function Red dawn down. Now we're tripping with the Russians Reading in a book, you will learn something nifty. The CIA was feeding people acid in the 50s. Some people knew it, most of them didn't. And you wonder why we harbor such resentment. Dicks. My notion of what the psychedelic experience is for is that we each must become like a fisherman and go out. i like Spaces